0: celebrity partnerships, we usually sell those for a limited time, sort of like a supreme model.
1: Hey, my name is Felix Tia. I'm the host of Shopify Masters, a weekly podcast powered by Shopify, the easiest way to sell online, in person, and anywhere in between. Each week, we invite entrepreneurs like you to share what they've learned growing successful e-commerce businesses. In this episode, you'll learn how to grow your Instagram to your first 10,000 followers, what makes celebrities like Drake and 2 Chains want to work with you? And what will getting an Instagram verified badge do for your business? Today I'm joined by Sean Kelly from Jersey Champs. Jersey Champs is your one-stop shop for one-of-a-kind jerseys that make you stand out from the crowd. And started in 2016 and based out of Bridgewater, New Jersey. And has done over two, and a half, $2 million in sales in two and a half years. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Felix. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So you told us that your vision was to revolutionize the jersey world with affordability and sleek designs, just like Movement Watches did with their watches. So why did you choose uh, jerseys specifically?
0: Yeah, so I love sports growing up as a kid. So I, I obviously love jerseys, and I wanted to kind of put my own spin on it because I already knew they sold well. Got it. Did you have experience selling jerseys or any kind of apparel in the past? Um, In high school, I would get the group orders going with everyone for NBA jerseys, so I knew how to organize big orders, but I never sold any jerseys prior to that. And what about
1: other businesses? Have you started other businesses in the past other than than what you're doing with the jerseys?
0: Um, No, I just helped my father with his book business back in the days when I was a kid, but I never had my own. Got it. Okay, so you had this idea, had this vision in mind for the kind of business that you wanted
1: to build. You already had some experience, like you said, organizing these group orders for, for jerseys.
0: What were the kind of first steps that you, you took to start building out the business? Um, so I first started by growing an Instagram page that was basketball related. And then I eventually converted that into Jersey Champs. I see. So you were building this kind of
1: uh, audience that didn't really have a... Did you have an idea for the kind of product that you want to sell at that time? Or were you just
0: trying to build up an Instagram profile? Uh, just trying to build it up with basketball memes and videos and stuff. okay so you were building this up while you were trying
1: as like a knowing that you would want to sell products through it or just kind of as a thing you're
0: doing for fun or yeah i was doing it for fun back then i think i was only 18 so i I just liked posting content and then i eventually saw a business opportunity with it how
1: how big did it get did you remember when you were before you realized like hey there's a chance for me to you know turn this audience into a business i think we're at like. 12,000 followers. Okay, so yeah, 12,000 followers, and you already had experience in the past with jerseys. What did you
0: know you had to start putting into place to to build a business behind it? Um, so I was new to everything, so I built a really crappy website on um, WordPress, and then started trying to sell stuff. And slowly but surely, it just started popping off, and then yeah, our website would eventually start crashing, so we switched over to Shopify
1: got okay so you had this um basketball related instagram profile you grew to twelve thousand followers before you started to take it seriously in terms of turning into a business how did you get it to 12 how long did that take like what were you do? how often were you posting like give us an idea of like the kind of work they get to put in to get to twelve thousand.
0: yeah it was a lot of manual work i'd say it took almost a year because the uh the first 10k is definitely the hardest and i would just manually be liking and commenting on other basketball pages posts and like following people and all that stuff so it definitely took a while how much time are you spending like a day on this i'd say about eight hours
1: a day God, wow eight hours a day that that's that's definitely a ton of work so you're doing things like reaching out to other uh, big profiles like if you were to give advice to someone that wants to follow in the footsteps that you you've taken to get to ten thousand followers or there's specific things that you found that were kind of like the most valuable use of your time because you know not everyone has eight hours let's say let's say they have like you know a few hours a day to work on this or something they should focus on is uh, during
0: that time yeah well if you have the money i would recommend just buying facebook ads or either shout outs because those will definitely grow your pages as well as bringing sales so
1: you're 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 buying like um facebook facebook ads that are driving to an instagram profile
0: yeah so sort of like an engagement post but towards your instagram page I see. Okay, so you can you just give an idea of how like that would be set up, like specifically the Instagram ads. Yeah, so you would set up a PPE campaign, so in an engagement campaign through the Facebook Ads Manager to a post of yours. So you want to use your most viral post if possible, and then basically that will direct users to your page.
1: Okay, so are you looking when you when you, were you doing this when you were starting out too?
0: Yeah, it was
1: one of the tactics I used. Got it. Okay. So you said that and you also mentioned shout outs. Tell us that idea. Give us an idea what that's like. What are, what are shout outs? How do they work?
0: Yeah. So shout outs are when another large page features your page and tags you. So basically you can simply direct message pages and they can give you their prices. Almost all the big pages sell shout outs and it's a pretty good way to grow. And usually you'll make an ROI back if you're buying off the right page. Now, how do you do that? How do you make sure that you are buying off the right page? um so you want to you don't want to look at their followers exactly you want to look at their engagement on their posts so what i try to look for is a lot of comments and likes i don't ever look at the followers and then it, i calculate how many units i'll have to sell to make my money back and if it seems reasonable then i'll do it is this is this a good
1: approach that you you recommend someone taking if they are they don't have a product yet but they want to build up a profile it's kind of a similar approach that you took and they you know maybe don't have the time to do it because they have a job or something a day job and have the time to squeeze it in do you recommend people spend the kind of money up front without having a product to sell right off the bat or is that like not advisable
0: i'd recommend having a product just so you could recoup at least something but it's all on the user i know some people just do it to grow their personal brands as well Got it. And you mentioned that you want to make sure that not only
1: are the the pages have a high engagement through the comments and the likes, but then they also have to have some kind of uh, fit, right, with what you're selling. How do you determine that? What do you look at to make sure that they
0: have the right audience for you? Yeah. So for me, my journeys are very specific. So if I'm selling, if I'm collaborating with a rapper like Drake or Two Chains, I'll go to a Drake or Two Chains fan page, I'll go to a hip hop music page, stuff like that, maybe even World Star and you want to just keep it in your niche and then if it does really well you can spread out a little more broadly but i'd start very specific at first okay yeah let's talk about that let's talk
1: about how you actually work with these collaborations so, you're, so you mentioned some obviously huge celebrities here how did you begin working with uh with a celebrity
0: yeah so our first big partnership i'd say in the hip-hop space was with two chains and i simply emailed their manager and they've never sold jerseys before so they were interested we gave them a great deal, and basically they sold the jerseys on their website for two days. They moved around 5,000 units, and then we handled all their orders. And they uh, basically gave us money to handle their orders, and then from there we signed a contract, and now we're like their exclusive merch provider. Got it. okay. So when you have these
1: kind of uh, deals, you have set up you then go out to find like the Instagram profiles that you might want to buy shout outs from? And what's the kind of promotion strategy after you've locked
0: down a deal? Yes. Yeah, so once we've locked down a deal, um, their social medias will definitely generate more than ours. So we love when they post on their stories and their feed. So that's what 2 Chains did. And then from our end, we can run Facebook ads. If we have access to their account, we can use all their pixel data. So that's really good as well. Got it. Okay.
1: So once you are, once you buy these shout outs and you're, you're driving the traffic to your page, I'm assuming you only want to be launching like one jersey at a time. Like, how do you make sure that the attention is kind of focused on the, the right product when you're running these promotions with the other shout outs?
0: Yeah. So with Jersey Champs, we sell thousands of jerseys, but five jerseys are usually 80% of our sales every month. So it's all about um, finding those winners and then running ads to those jerseys. And then we'll upsell with other stuff. But we uh, usually find pages just by, once we find one, we see who they're following or we see the suggested users. And it's usually pretty easy to find pages, honestly. Got
1: it. Now, when you're, when you're connecting with these celebrities and you're working with them, what, what, do, you, what do you find that they care about? Like what do are, what are, what are celebrities look for in a business that they want, that they will want to partner with?
0: Um, something unique, something other companies aren't doing. Because most of these celebrities never really sold their own custom jersey designs before. So that's something we can bring to the table. And they want something that has a good brand image as well, has some legitimacy behind the company. So that's why it's very hard to get someone at first. But now that we've built this reputation, we were able to work with a lot more celebrities.
1: And if you have a product that they might not have experience with and is unique, how much kind of managing of their relationship do you need to do? Like how much handholding or explanation you need to do with, you know, I'm assuming, they, like you said, they haven't done jerseys before. Do you have to explain the business to them, the business model to them? Like what's, what's your involvement in, in kind of explaining
0: to them? So luckily that all, all like these rappers, they, they do sell merch like shirts and hoodies and stuff. So jerseys was kind of easy to throw in there. We just explained to them the margins and all that, but it was actually super easy because they currently sell merch.
1: Mm. Were there any challenges there that you ran into or, or obstacles that you ran into that maybe you didn't expect when, when working with you know, others or other partners?
0: We had to deal with some net 30s. So that's when you get paid 30 days after the product is delivered. So I was new to that term because I actually dropped out of college, so I never learned what that was. But basically, we had to deal with that and that kind of backed up our our bank account for a bit
1: yeah explain that so if you' got a contract and it's a, it's a net thirty what does that what does that mean exactly and how to, how can that hurt your your business like what do you have to look out for in terms of like ways that it could hurt your business?
0: yeah, so a net thirty, it could affect your business pretty negatively basically, they don't pay you till thirty days after the product is delivered, and when you're moving such high volume like that, you basically have to front the whole product cost so at that time, that was a lot of money for us and Hopefully you're dealing with the right person and they'll actually pay. So you got to worry about that. But you just got to look for these terms in the contract.
1: Got it. Okay. I just want to jump back to the whole approach of buying these PPE ads. So you're looking for ads that are already performing well on their own first before you throw any money behind it?
0: Yeah. So if you make a post and it's doing much better than others, I would just run a PPE to it worldwide. And that's the cheapest way to gain followers.
1: And do you, do you How do you determine what kind of targeting you should do at that point? If your ad takes off, like, are you targeting people that you think might like
0: that more of that kind of content? Um, so PPEs, you want the cheapest engagement possible. So you actually want a very big audience because the smaller the audience, the more it will cost. So we try to keep ours above 20 million people. Wow. So the idea
1: is just to get this to go viral and then just kind of blow it up and not like be too targeted in the audience that you're you're going after
0: yeah keep it slightly broad and then from there you can retarget with more advanced features and you have it's sort of like the top of the funnel for us got it
1: okay cool now when you are working with a in a partnership actually are are all the jerseys that you sell are they all partnerships or are there some that are kind of done you know just kind of solo with with the, the jersey champs alone
0: Yeah, we have our own designs, and then with the celebrity partnerships, we usually sell those for a limited time, sort of like a supreme model. Okay, is the idea that you
1: bring them into learning about the 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 customers into learning about jersey champs through these partnerships, and then they'll kind of be repeat purchase uh, repeat customers with your other products?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, now when you are working with these 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 celebrities. Um, are you doing just kind of one at a time, or like can you do multiple promotions at a time like what 's your
0: what's your ideal approach We'll usually do a basketball and baseball jersey that 's what most of them like. Some of them will like a hockey one, but those are our main two and then we'll sell them at the same time for usually two days to a week and then cut it from there
1: mm-hmm. and then when you are running these these ads and you're driving traffic to 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 your site from from the these celebrities. How do you get them to kind of see more of your products and not just kinda of land on that one product page with like Drake or you know two Chainz, whatever artist that they're interested in, actually kind of exploring
0: more of the other products that you have? Yeah, so we have a we have a post-purchase upsell app. So it shows up on the Shopify checkout page after they purchased, and then from there we have post-purchase email sequences that go on for a long time. So our customer return rate is about 15%. So we convert like 15% of people that bought something already. Okay. Tell,
1: t- tell us more about this post-purchase checkout app. What, what app is it? How does it work?
0: Yeah, it's called Sweet Upsell. And basically each product for us has a trigger. So if they buy a Drake jersey, then this app will trigger on the checkout page and it will show similar products to whatever they bought. Is this
1: before or after they've already made their, their payment? Um, it's before and after. Oh, okay. So af- before they, they, they make a payment and they decide to purchase without the kind of upsell, you offer to get to them again afterwards? Yeah, for a cheaper rate. I see. Which one tends to convert better, the one before or the one after the, uh, the initial purchase? Uh, the one after is doing about 8%. Which is better than the one before? Yeah. Okay, got it. And then the email sequence, what's that like? What, is the, what kind of emails are you sending and how often are you sending them?
0: Yeah, so we use an app called Conversio. I know a lot of people use Klaviyo as well. It's pretty similar. Um, We basically have the abandoned cart emails, which do the best for us. We have one with our brand story, so it's like a sequence of articles we're featured in to learn more about the company. And then we have one where we promote our social media networks and one where we ask for reviews about their shopping experience. And yeah, and it's like an email like once uh, once a, once a day or how, how often do you spread it
1: out? No, I'd say once every three days. Got it. And do you, you test that out too like do you test like which, what kind of ad, which, which kind of emails tend to kind of convert the best out of the, those bun- that, that bunch?
0: Yeah, we're always tweaking it. The abandoned cars definitely work the best and yeah, I'd say those work the best. That's the one that com- that's like the very first email that they'll get from you guys. Yeah, so they'll get one after an hour, one after twelve hours, and then one after three days. And I know, like certain stores have different incentives to get customers to come back. Like, what do you like to 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 use to
1: get the customers to come back in and complete the checkout?
0: Yeah, the first one will just remind them. The second one will give ten percent off, and the third one will give twenty percent off.
1: Which one do you which Which one of those do do you see uh, get the best um, conversion rates? Uh the third one. The one of the best deal, basically. Yeah, got it. Awesome. So like you, obviously you guys kind of, you've got this whole model figured out when you're first starting out, were there certain things that like you mentioned, you didn't know, any, you said you start from scratch and really know what you're doing, but you figured out all that along the way, what particular skills you think that you learn have been the most beneficial to, to your growth?
0: Um, definitely learning how to network online helped a lot. We were able to get a lot of big partnerships from that to elevate the brand. Learning Facebook ads early on was very important as well. And now we're doing Google ads and we're getting into YouTube and stuff. So I'm always trying to find the next avenue. So I like, I'm always adapting and I think that's a good skill to have as well. Yeah, I like that one about how to network online because you can go so much further with the
1: right kind of partnerships, which is obviously the the model that has worked really well for you.
0: What do you think that you did right when it comes to networking online? I just spent so much time on it, so I learned pretty much what works and what doesn't, and I figured out a good method to use and replicate. And now I just try to do that once a month, and I'll try to email all these managers, and I can usually land like one big deal every month. Can
1: you say more about that? Like, what is the, the method that, that seems to work for you?
0: Yeah, so two, two of them work really well. The first one is just Instagram direct message, so we shoot them a simple message, and then from there, we'll get their number or email and negotiate. And it really helps that the brand is verified so they know we're legitimate. So they usually respond and they're not skeptical of it. So you so you said shoot them a simple message. Is it? Are you like telling
1: them exactly what you want right off the bat? Like, yeah, I, I have a jersey company. I want to work with you to create you know, the brand, basically you, to put your brand on a jerseys. Is that, is that what you do right off the bat?
0: Uh, we'll pretty much say, can we make custom jerseys for whatever artist? And then we'll shoot them a mock-up of their album artwork on the jersey. Usually they love it and then we get these designs for free basically because these designers really like hip-hop and music so they don't mind designing them. And we'll basically send that to every rapper and then from there we'll negotiate a contract. And this happens all through Instagram or like once they agree, do you try to take this like to a phone call, email or something? Yeah, we'll try to get their number as soon as possible because their Instagram inboxes are flooded. Got it. Okay, so
1: that's that's one approach. You said that you had a couple of different approaches that work well for you.
0: Yeah, the second one is email. I know a lot of people really aren't doing this to reach out to people that much, but we basically email all their record labels and their management, and we have a template that we use, and it's it's pretty clean, and that's how we got two chains, Logic, and a few other rappers.
1: Can you say more about? Is like the email as simple as the the direct message or do you try to provide more information like how is it different than the direct message
0: yeah that one's a little more information we'll basically provide uh several pictures of jerseys we made with partnerships in the past so it shows that we've worked with people related to them and we'll also say our instagram channel we'll promote it on there and we'll send it to our email list we got about a million people on our email list and we'll just help them promote it and sell it and Yeah, basically, that's it. Mm -hmm. Did one of these methods work better than the other when you are first starting out? Uh, When I was first starting, email worked a lot better. And now Instagram works a lot better.
1: Got it. Yeah, with email, because you have a lot more kind of assets that you bring to the table, like that huge email list of customers on the past already, the Instagram following, you have a lot to bring to the table. If you, when you first started, when you didn't have as much to bring to the table, like what were the kind of advantage what were the kind of advantages that you present to them for working with you?
0: Yeah, the only thing we had when we first started was the ability to create the custom jerseys. We didn't really have a large following at the time. But now we have both, and I think that helps.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you mentioned that now on on Instagram, it works better for you. You also mentioned that being having a verified profile has had a, is also helps a lot with the credibility. When did that happen for you? When did you guys get the the verified badge for, for Instagram?
0: Uh, right after Donald Trump got our Trump jersey, uh, we were verified the next morning. I think that wow. was about two months ago that's amazing. So once
1: that happened, like how much difference did it make in terms of getting people to come to, to hit you back?
0: Absolute game changer. Our profile visits went up like a hundred X and Instagram DMs, I'd say like about 20% of celebrities respond now. And before that it was around one to 2%. Wow. Okay. So like a lot
1: more people are willing to work with you. So now you're at this stage where you probably have to be a little more selective, right? Because You're probably still scaling up to reach that, the the kind of uh, responses that you're getting. How do you determine who
0: you should be working with at this stage? Yeah, so if they're over a million followers, we'll make them a custom jersey. If not, then we'll just send them a, a few jerseys from our regular website. And that being because if they're under a million, they probably won't be able to sell a lot of custom jerseys and it wouldn't be worth the time. Got it. Okay, so you're
1: you're you're sometimes customizing jerseys, but then you're also just kind of sending to them as like influencers, like having them wear it in their photos or, or stories. Is that is that the idea?
0: Yeah, we'll basically send them a free jersey. They'll send us a photo so we can use on our website because we have a an influencer tab, and also we can use on our page. They can post on their page as well.
1: And how many are you working with at that time now nowadays? Now that you are scaling up so so fast, like how many? Uh, I guess, uh, partners you have in terms of influencers, then also in terms of people that you're creating these custom jerseys for.
0: Yeah. We have a whole team reaching out all day. we got about three people, direct messaging people all day. So we send about 15 to 20 jerseys a day, I'd say. Amazing. So that's the approach that's working the best for you right
1: now. Like the Instagram influencer marketing.
0: Yeah, it's just so powerful for branding. And that's what I care mostly about and not the sales. So I just care about the brand and the image of Jersey Champs. Hmm.
1: Why do you say that? Why do you care more about the? Was that always the 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 way that you saw things? That like you care more about the brand than the, than the sales? Or has that changed recently?
0: Uh, I used to care about the sales more. But now I just focus on the brand because that's where the long-term value is. And most of these uh, dropshippers don't have a brand. So they can't go to sell their company in a few years. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Would you also
1: take that same approach that you took if you were to do it all over again, focus on the sales at first and then eventually focus on the brand? Or would you have started with the brand from the very beginning?
0: Uh, it's very hard to start from the, bre- uh, from the beginning with a brand because you really don't have much to provide. So I think you got to kind of build up the customer base first and then turn them into loyal customers. Got it. So, like, build up the the customers, the repeat buyers,
1: people following you on on your, your social media profiles, and then you can start establishing a brand. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. So, you mentioned that you're also now moving towards Google and YouTube. Are you buying ads through there? Or are you work or are you working with influencers on YouTube? Like, tell us more about the strategy you want to take in that direction yeah
0: so we hired a google adwords agency recently they're they're killing it i think we're getting like 12x roas which is very good compared to facebook ads because that sort of got saturated in the past six months and then with youtube we're using influencers and pages and stuff so we'll basically pay them to feature our website before the video starts
1: so starting with the Google AdWords agency, what's your, what's your involvement with them? I think, I think you know, there's obviously a lot of value they're bringing. In your case, there, there's proven results. But how do you make sure that you're not working with someone that's just going to take your money and then you know, not do much for you? How did you determine who to work with and how, to be, how much to be involved?
0: Yeah, so I actually regret not starting earlier, but basically this agency was a referral from my friend and... They are based in the United States, so they speak very good English and it's all signed with a contract and everything. So they're super trustworthy. I did a lot of research on them prior and they've been killing it. And I like how we can just talk on the phone whenever I need a new campaign launched with them.
1: What kind of research would you do if you were to kind of evaluate an agency?
0: Yeah, so simply Google the agency, see if they're mentioned in any press articles, see their reviews on Trustpilot, Piss Consumer, and Google. And if those are all good, you should be good to go. Got it.
1: Now, when you are working with YouTube, YouTubers, are you using the same approach where you're kind of doing that in-house and you're manually reaching out to, to these influencers?
0: Yeah, so I haven't found a good automated way because uh, Instagram, it's so easy to just find influencers. But YouTube, you kind of have to click a bunch. But basically, I just look for their email and then email them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you mentioned that
1: you are, are they like doing these kind of advertisers in the beginning of their video? Like, how, how, how's it done?
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen it, but before their actual content starts, they'll usually have like a 10 second to a minute long ad and they basically charge you uh, a set amount for that. Oh, is, it, is this
1: a new thing or like, is this like built into the, the video that they're recording or like, is it something that's supported through YouTube's like platform?
0: No, I'm not sure if it's new. It's not through YouTube at all. It's through the influencer directly. I don't think YouTube's getting a cut at all. Got it.
1: Okay, makes sense. Now when you are working with YouTubers, is the kind of well, I guess when you go back to the let's go back to the Instagram real quick. So when you work with Instagram influencer, what's like the ideal kind of outcome that you want? Like what do you want them to be? I mean, I'm sure that you're not telling them what to say, but like what would you want them to to say or how would you want them to present the the brand?
0: Yeah, so an ideal way would be to record a video of maybe them unboxing it or wearing it somewhere or if take a photo with it and then tag us in it on their story and post and that's pretty much it. And do you do any kind of follow up if they don't do this or how, how how do you make sure that you're kind of, you know, getting some kind of ROI? Yeah, if they don't do this, which I'd say 30% don't we don't send them any more jerseys. And if they do do it, we'll send them one or two jerseys every month.
1: Oh, Awesome. Has anyone ever come back and be like, hey, uh, asking for to work with you again,
0: and but you you know they haven't kind of held up their end of the bargain? Yeah, yeah all the time. It happens to every company that's doing influencer marketing. How, how do you like gracefully handle that kind of situation? I just either ask them to post or ignore them because frankly, you don't want to be wasting your time on people like that, but it's not a big loss for us because the jersey cost is all we lost right makes sense
1: then when comes to youtubers is that is that going to be different like what do you want them to what do you what what would you want them to what kind of content do you want them to produce
0: yeah so that's different so with the youtube pages we just pay them every time they feature our video and we use a video of just a compilation of celebrities wearing our jerseys and shouting us out so it's not really like an influencer post on instagram
1: I see, so you you produce the content for them and they put it in front of their video. Yeah, it's already a pre-made content on our part. Got it. Do you try to work with any influencers to do these kind of reviews or unboxings? Like, Has that been an approach that you're you're taking?
0: Yeah, so we recently started using Cameo.com. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that website, but it's basically a site where celebrities can, basically, you can pay celebrities and they can say anything you want them to say. So you have a 250-character limit And you can basically use those content, uh, use that content in your ad creatives. Well, even if it's like a marketing message, they'll 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 say it. Yeah, yeah, I know Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tanks on there. So a lot of my friends have been buying his for like business related content. Wow, very cool. So let's talk a little about the kind of operations and the whole supply chain of running this
1: business. And it sounds like you obviously already had experience in the past, all the way back to, to high school with kind of at least organizing the, the the orders and everything. But what is your system looking like today to manage a big, you know,
0: million dollar uh, business? Yeah. So we have a sourcing agent in China. So the factory has a close relationship with him he gets all the products he puts the jersey in a custom bag and stuff and then ships it out to our customers and when we first started i was ordering everything to my house and just it was really rough i would have to use scissors and tape and stuff to put the shipping labels on the bag how many orders are you doing at that time before you're like hey i can't be doing this in my house anymore uh, I'd say we got to the point where it was like 25 to 50 a day and it was just taking like five hours just to pack orders. Wow. Now, how did you find the uh, sourcing agent? Actually, I found him at an e-commerce event I went to. So the power of networking, I guess. And then he's a super great guy and he cut our shipping times down and I think it's really good.
1: Wait, at that time, were you looking for a sourcing agent or what, what made you realize, like, hey, this is somebody that we should be working with?
0: Well, I always wanted to keep the inventory costs down because we ordered way too much inventory to my house. And we were stuck with about 40 grand of inventory for a while. So I wanted to kind of switch over to just shipping from the factory directly. And that's kind of why I made that move. Okay.
1: Did you have to do any kind of, um, kind of research at that, at that point? Because this is like, you know, trusting someone with such a big part of your business and like, how do you make
0: sure that everything is kind of, you know, up to par? Yeah, so it was another referral. I really trust referrals from my friends because uh, they would not try to screw me over, obviously. And the guy that referred me does over 10 million a year. So, and are,
1: is your kind of circle, your network today where you're getting these referrals for agencies and sourcing agents. Did it come from the Instagram influencer world where you're, you had a presence on there and now you're meeting people that are doing the same things that you're doing? How did you build a network that, that can refer you such you know, great partners?
0: Yeah, almost literally almost every entrepreneur I've met has been from Instagram and it's honestly changed my life and I try to associate myself with entrepreneurs and just people that are trying to do something good and I think I have a really good network now. That's awesome. Okay, so now the
1: sourcing agent is is handling all of that, like what is your kind of involvement in the rest of the, what is your, is your company on guess in, in New Jersey,
0: what is the, What is that involvement in, in the entire supply chain? Um, so we get the returns here because it would cost too much to return them to China. And then I'll have to reorder it uh, through the factory, whatever size they need or whatever. But basically, we don't ship anything from here unless it's during holiday season. Then we'll use our U.S. fulfillment center.
1: Mm-hmm. So most of the, the headquarters in the, in the U.S. is focused
0: around like, marketing and sales. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I handle the brand partnerships and the celebrities and just the big uh partnerships now cuz I used to do everything myself like all the customer service emails, social media posting, but now I outsource all of that. Got it. And when you are, are
1: you when you when you're growing a team, what what is, what kind of positions did you hire for first? Like where did you want to staff for for the team first?
0: Yeah, so First person I hired was a graphic designer to make the designs. Then I hired a few more off Craigslist. I believe it was free to post there uh, back then, but now it costs money. And then I hired a a VA agency. So basically, they handle my emails and phone calls because I was doing the emails for the first year and it was just getting really annoying because when you're CEO, you shouldn't be handling customer service emails.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Now I'm looking at the site, and there's like a ton of different kind of media mentions on here. How how was all that? How did that all happen? Like how were you able to get featured on like Fox Business, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, you know, New York Times, LA Times, ESPN, like all of these massive publications?
0: Yeah. So the sports ones are from athletes wearing our jerseys. Like Clay Thompson from the Warriors wore a Flint Tropics jersey from us. And then the more business related websites are probably when Trump uh, got the Trump jersey, and then we have a few co- brand stories just about how we started and stuff on other websites. Yeah. how did the
1: whole Trump jersey thing work out? How was that all organized? How did this sound like a huge kind of boon to your your business? Lots of lots of press, lots of attention. You got verified on Instagram. Sound like was related to that? How did that all work out?
0: Yeah, so it was pretty crazy. Um, a, stu- a high school student wore a Trump baseball jersey to a football game, and the principal of the school kicked them out for wearing the jersey. So that made national headlines. And then a week later, someone brought that same Trump jersey to a Trump rally and gave it to him, and he just took took it and took a bunch of pictures in it. So it was super cool. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about your website a bit. Tell us a little more about the
1: the... I guess, the approach to 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 the, to the design of the website, what was important for you
0: to to get right in the design of the store? I think social proof was super important. So we have a tab for testimonials. We have a tab for partnerships. We have a tab for, um, I'm trying to think. We basically, uh, we have pictures of our Instagram and Facebook at the bottom if you're on desktop. So we basically just want to show cust- new customers that we're legitimate. Because it's all about getting their social, it's all about getting their approval on our website, because if they don't never heard of the brand, they don't know if they can trust us or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at this on, on desktop, Is are most of your, your sales and traffic, are they coming from mobile sources?
0: Yeah, most are mobile because our audience is, our audience is mostly min- millennials. Right, that makes sense.
1: Now, when you are sitting down to, to, to look at testing that you might want to do on, on the site, like what are some things that you've done maybe recently that has increased
0: conversions? Is there something that you've, been, you've added recently that has helped a lot with sales? Our conversion rate is around 2%, and we're always trying to improve that. Uh, quarter one is the slowest for sales, so it usually drops during January to March. But quarter four, the conversion rate goes all the way up to 5%. And I know one thing that's super important for that is uh, website speed. So we, we hired a coder to just improve our website speed. And definitely everyone sh- listening should hire a coder as well to do that if they haven't.
1: You have someone on staff or is it just like, hey, for one-off projects to, to
0: do things for you? Um, so I actually found him on Instagram and now he's on staff full time. And whenever we need him, he'll come in and fix something. That's cool. Awesome. So
1: where do you want to see the business go over the next, you know, the rest of this year? Where do you want to see Jersey Jams grow to?
0: Yeah, so our sales are going up every year, which is great. So hopefully we can keep that momentum. So as long as that happens, I'll be perfectly happy. And we're getting heavily involved with esports this year. So we'll be doing jerseys for a, a bunch of professional Fortnite teams. So that's cool. And we're always just looking for that next avenue. We just started using TikTok and we'll see where that goes. Yeah, so
1: you mentioned a couple apps already, Sweet Upsell, Convergio. You also mentioned Cameo's, other kind of source that you can use for for influencer marketing. Any other kind of resources or apps that you either use on your site or off your site that you recommend others check out?
0: Yeah, I got a couple, definitely. Um, Unicorn Smasher, great Chrome extension. It shows you the top sellers on Amazon, and it shows you their monthly revenue. So that's a good tool for product research. And you can already find winning products before you start spending money on Facebook ads, so you know they're selling. Uh, Another good one is WatchCount.com, which is basically the same thing as Unicorn Smasher, but for eBay. So it shows you the most watched products. And then I'd say just to grow your Instagram for sure, because that's the most powerful platform right now for millennials. Do you, do you see any other kind of
1: platforms like what do you see is the future like five years from now do you see instagram as still being the the top the top one or do you think that people just start focusing their attention on maybe another platform
0: it's hard to say but right now they're i think they're the top platform for millennials but we'll see what happens with tiktok because that seems to be trending a bit now as well got it awesome so jerseychamps.com
1: or jerseychamps is the brand jerseychamp.com is the website
0: thank you so much for your time sean yeah, thank you so much, Felix.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Shopify Masters, the e-commerce podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs powered by Shopify. To get your exclusive 30-day extended trial, visit shopify.com masters.